Jeremiah 29, 13 today. Jeremiah 29, 13. Let me go ahead and read that. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, we all know that it's a little dangerous to just pluck a verse out of a passage and take it out of its context. And this verse, of course, has a tremendous context, but we don't have time to really look at that. Uh, some verses in Scripture do, I think, stand alone. They can stand alone without uh, doing violence to uh, you know, the, the, the verbal uh, meaning of that, uh, of that particular verse. So this is one of those, and I want to, uh, us to focus our hearts on this today. I don't know if you can see this or not, but this is a wallet, my wallet, and I'm rather attached to it. <laughs> as we all are. Um, a couple of years ago, I lost this thing. And you can just imagine how I felt in this day and age with identity theft and everything going on. I lost it and I panicked. And of course, you know, I did what anybody would do. I retraced my steps uh, that day, wherever I'd been. I didn't leave any stone unturned. I searched and searched and searched for this wallet and could not find it. Came back home. A couple hours later, a uh, manager of one of the local grocery stores called me and said that, uh, Mr. Averill, we have your wallet here in, in the uh, safe, and you can come up, show some ID, and uh, we'll, we'll pick it up. Of course, I wasn't sure what ID I needed to bring because my ID was in the safe, but uh, yeah, it all worked out, and I got that back. And I just, whenever I read this verse, I think about that because if I'm willing to spend that much effort, that much time, that much uh, anxiety to search for a temporal wallet that has maybe a few dollars in it, why do I not spend more time searching for our God and our Savior every day? I don't want to be super spiritual here. We all have many things we need to do every day, but I believe this verse tells us that we can be searching for God no matter what we're doing. And we need to search for him with all of our heart. Not just part of it, but all of it. Uh, what is searching for God? Well, if you have two uh, young people who are in love, uh, do they settle for just maybe talking to each other once in a while, maybe calling once a week or, uh, you know, having coffee once a week? No, that's not the best plan, is it? They want to be in each other's presence. They want to spend time together. And that's a very poor illustration for our relationship with God. But still, we love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, or at least we're commanded to do that. We want to do it. The only way we can do it is to search for him continually. And I'm not saying that we need to become monks or nuns and retreat into a monastery and uh, just spend all of our time in the word and in prayer. Nothing inherently wrong with that, but God calls us to search for him. Part of the ways, one of the main ways we do it is by seeking to love and search for people. We can search for uh, the Lord with all of our hearts by loving our family, by loving our friends, by loving our fellow Christians, especially the people we go to church with. We're there. It's an interactive searching. We Search for the Lord, yes, through his word and through prayer and all the means of grace. You know all those. But 
we must not retreat from people. And I just love the book, The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. And Stephen's been quoting from that quite a bit. I'm rereading it again. And there's one quote in there in the first chapter that I have loved ever since the beginnings of my Christian life many years ago. And Tozer, of course, uh, in this book, it's just, it's not a book that you can just read while you're watching television or something. It is something you need to get alone with and consider this man's thoughts because he was one who searched for God with all of his heart. Not perfectly, but he did it. But the quote goes like this, to have found God and still to pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. Scorned indeed by the too easily satisfied religionist, but justified in happy experience by the children of the burning heart. I love that phrase. Wow. The children of the burning heart. That's what we're wanting to be. That's what we're praying for here. And to have a heart that burns for the presence and the glory of God. And that's the bottom line of what we're doing here is to see God glorified, to be in his presence, to see him manifested in all of his glory and the power of the gospel going forth. We do that by searching the scriptures, also seeking to see how we can love and serve one another and even strangers out there. We need to have a burning heart for the lost. And I know all of you do because you've shared that in in many ways with uh, lost family members and persevering in prayer is searching for God. And we do that. But I just thought of uh, the children of the burning heart. That, that phrase reminds me of the uh, two men on the road to Emmaus, how they said that did not our hearts burn within us when he showed us everything concerning himself in the scriptures. We need to be children of the burning heart consciously. We need to think about that every day. Oh, Lord, make my heart burn for you, burn for the lost, burn for the gospel, burn for our churches, which we have not really been able to be together, as we talked about earlier here, Stephen did. Uh, it's not good, not good to be able to take communion together and sing praises to God apart from one another. So we need to have a heart that burns for that and a heart that burns for people and not a monk mentality where we just spend all of our time you know, in our prayer closets and then just go ahead and, you know, not really interact with people. We all interact with people. We need to do it prayerfully. We need to do it with the motive. Maybe that's not a good word, but the desire in our hearts to at least leave some gospel truth with everybody. We may not be able to present the gospel in, in total, but we can plant seeds of gospel truth in people's hearts and somebody else, God will bring somebody else along to, uh, water that seed and make it grow. That's how in when I was led to Christ, it wasn't a one-time encounter. It was people in my family when I was young and then other people that came into my life and left the truth here or whatever. And then God eventually gave the increase when I was 19 and a man showed me the gospel and it was like God opened my eyes to see it for the first time. That salvation was free, that Jesus came and lived a sinless life. And then he gives me credit for that sinful life. You know the gospel. I don't need to explain that. But that's what was revealed to me. And my heart was burning that night when I finally understood the gospel. And it still burns today. Not as much as I want it to. But I just love this phrase, the ch children of the burning heart. I think that's obvious from 
what I'm saying here. So let's keep on praying that we will continue to be the children of the burning heart, and that our hearts may burn for Christ and his presence and his glory, his gospel.